Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. I'm Jeffrey Hayes. Welcome to this industry-sponsored podcast. This week, I sat down with Dr. Milan Yao to talk about how Unify is using artificial intelligence and machine learning to support providers and patients by increasing access to fertility care and making treatments more successful. Dr. Yao is CEO and co-founder of Unify, one of the first AI companies in the fertility space. Before Unify, she was a clinician and academic researcher on the faculty at Stanford University, where she led NIH-funded research and the development of technology that became the founding platform at Unify. Unify is an AI machine learning platform that supports provider-patient counseling at key decision points in a patient's treatment path. Unify AI is being used by fertility specialists in the U.S., Canada, EU, and soon the U.K. I'm excited to take a deeper dive to unpack Unify's technology, how it's used in fertility centers, and its clinical impact. Dr. Yao, welcome and thanks for joining us on the ASRM Today podcast. Hi, Jeff. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here at the ASRM podcast. And we're so so glad again to have you. So for our listeners, what does Unify do? And if you can give us an encapsulation, what is your vision for Unify? Yes, that's a great um, start. So first, just for transparency, I want to give full disclosure to your audience. Unify is an AI machine learning and human expert platform, and we're a for-profit company. Our vision is to advance clinical care and the science behind patient counseling, diagnostics, prognostics, and therapeutics by providing AI and machine learning support to providers and other stakeholders like researchers, patients, and other businesses in the fertility space. And our mission is to make fertility care, including IVF, more accessible, affordable, and successful for all women and couples that are seeking care to build their families. We believe, I, you know, probably along with all of your audience here, that every person who needs fertility care should have access to it and should be able to have a family. Um, and one more thing, just so your audience is very clear about what we do our, and how we make money. Our revenue comes from providing several types of commercial services to fertility centers. There's business and clinical analytics that we perform for fertility centers. We also build IVF live birth prediction models to support provider patient counseling so that providers can also provide personalized prognostics. And also we use AI and machine learning to support IVF pricing strategies so that clinics can really optimize and help more patients you know, proceed with care and get better clinical outcomes and also have profitable growth at the same time. Before we dive into how Unify supports providers and patients, let's talk a little bit about AI and what it means. AI, of course, in the headlines these days, uh, it seems to be uh, uh, everywhere. We have people who are very supportive of it. We have people who are freaking out about it. We've increasingly been hearing a lot about it in that it has different purposes in many industries, especially now with the chat GPT making all of this headline news. Can you help us to understand the different types of AI and how it would make use of this, or how, how would I make use of this technology if I were a fertility specialist or management team at a fertility center? Yeah, that, that's a really big topic right now. So maybe the good way to 
really explain this to your audience is we are really doing AI for social good um, and to support fertility care. And the AI that we do is a very specific type of AI is AI and machine learning that uses structured data. And what that means is structured data is the data that is in your EMR, data that is in your start export, data that is in your billing record, or you know your appointment, you know um, software, and your billing software. So we're able to use that kind of structured data to develop analytics and to develop prognostics, so that we can support the team at the fertility center. So whether you're on the clinical team and you want to provide care and counseling to patients, um, for example, telling a patient based on your clinical profile and your clinical characteristics, what is the chance that you and your partner could have a baby from IVF or IUI or other treatment options or not doing treatment at all. So it can support that kind of conversation bring personalization and transparency um, and to build trust with providers. Um, it can also support um, business operational functions. For example, if you are on the business management team at a fertility center, you many of the questions that you might encounter um, are, hey, are there ways to um, be more efficient operationally? Are there ways to help more patients be able to move on um, to do the treatment that their doctors recommend because as you are taking in new patients, as you all know, there's a huge investment from the fertility centers. You are you and your clinical team are investing in the patient appointment time, every step of the follow-up, um, every step of the counseling. And these patients are there because they want to have a baby. And you, you know, the best way to help them is to do what you're supposed to do, which is provide the specialized care. And then how do you help them get to that point? That is what I mean by operational efficiency. Um, and also, you know, that helps patients. Obviously, the most important is that it helps patients achieve their goals as well. Another way that AI and machine learning can support a clinic is in pricing. A lot of times you know, you want to really give the right pricing so that uh, more patients can use the treatment. As we all know, IVF cost is a huge barrier to the most effective and safest treatment that's been validated for decades now, but is vastly underutilized. So how can you use AI or use your data to help more patients move on to treatment? And at the same time, very important is that you still need to maintain your profit margin because you know you're all you know businesses and you need to grow and you need to perform and that is the way to give the most sustainable care and the most high quality care to your patients so these are all the ways that um, unify uses AI on structured data to support the clinical and business teams so for our, for our providers then who are listening to this episode, what then are some examples of AI used in healthcare and fertility today? Right. So, and I'll take a deeper dive to talk about the modeling and how we use AI to build the model later. You know, when you hear about AI, you know, in, in the media right now, 
there, so first of all, there's the original concept and vision of AI, artificial intelligence by AI scientists. And that original vision was a machine that can be as smart as humans, but smarter, think smarter, faster, but still can have the emotional responses that humans can have, can think and be creative and all of that. But not everybody share in that vision, but that's the original vision of AI. And we are still very far from that. But what you really have right now that are the AI um, services that are supporting healthcare and other businesses. So for example, in healthcare, using AI and deep learning to analyze images is being used in many areas of medicine that can help, for example, radiologists to screen many more, let's say MRIs and maybe um, flag the ones that really need more attention so that radiologists can focus more attention on the MRIs that have a high likelihood of showing a cancer in the diagnosis. So that's one example. Also in the, on the operational side, many hospital systems are already using AI supported software to identify patients that are at risk for returning to the hospital after discharge. And also, for example, and because that is a big part of operational efficiency for hospital healthcare systems. And also, for example, in the ICU, AI-supported software is being used to alert the care team to patients that are, for example, most at risk of crashing so that more preventative, more intensive monitoring can be implemented at the right time. So these are all the ways in which AI is being already being used in many areas of medicine to enhance care and create more operational efficiency. Now, infertility, what we hear a lot about, which is very exciting, is also in the area of embryo imaging, using imaging and deep learning to identify embryos that are most likely to be viable. You know, that is a very exciting area. However, just to be very clear, what Unify does is really applying AI and machine learning to structured data. The kind of problems that we're tackling, it's like, IVF can help so many more families, have, so many people have a family. We're talking about 10 million women and couples in the U.S. that could benefit from fertility care and IVF. Over 100 million couples in the world. But IVF is currently vastly underutilized. In the U.S., I don't know if some of your listeners might be really surprised by this because you guys are on the front line. You're being very busy every day taking care of patients. But do you know that only about 3% of patients who need IVF are getting it today in America? And so how can we really use technology to help us expand access and help many more people have a family is what we're after. Absolutely. Communication is, is or, or dissemination of information is always uh, so key for patients. Unify's flagship is, is the Unify pre-IVF report, and it uses AI technology developed by you and your founding team and clinical collaborators at Stanford University. What was the problem you were trying to solve? Yes. So I really started in my career as a clinician, first, um, I'm board certified OBGYN, and I did my subspecialty training um, in REI at Brigham's Women's Hospital, um, where I learned um, such a wealth of knowledge from amazing clinicians and researchers. 
And I grew up in Canada in a different kind of socialized um, system and went to University of Toronto for my medical education, graduated there and did my OBGYN residency at McGill University in Montreal. And through my journey in my clinical training, I had you know, worked in different cities, uh, Canadian and American cities, and been in different systems. But one thing that I saw, regardless of where you were, was that every patient wanted to know, what is my chance of having a baby, you know, from whatever the treatment is that their doctor is recommending. If it's IVF, great, my doctor's recommending IVF. What's my chance of having a baby? And that really stood out to me to be such a fundamental question that patients deserve to know. And doctors want to give the answer to that. Doctors want to give the best answer, the most accurate, the most personalized, the most relevant to help that patient and that couple make a decision that could be, you know, just life altering in such a tremendous way. But how do we give that answer in a way that is data-driven, responsible. And really what I realized is not to undersell IVF. Um, It might be really surprising to your audience to know that if you just use the traditional age-based approach to give IVF prognosis, most patients are going to hear a probability of live birth outcomes that is much lower than what they're actually going to have. And in the past, there's some philosophy that, oh, maybe it's good to be conservative because, oh, it's an intrusive treatment. You know, we want to set some really conservative expectations. That was kind of a view that a lot of doctors had in the past. But more and more, IVF success rates have been increasing, you know, over the decades. And it's very good now for most patients. And so if you don't tell the patients, their actual chances, which are higher for most people than they thought and higher than what doctors expect based on age, you're actually not doing a good service to the patients because somebody may actually not end up proceeding to the treatment and that's not helping them to have a family. So we, but doctors also don't want to be, you know, giving false hopes and things like that. So what I realized from working with different, um, you know, in different settings and seeing how patients responded was we really need a tool to help doctors give the most accurate, personalized and relevant prognosis and information to their patients. So that was what kind of sparked the original research that we did at Stanford with our collaborators there. So the goal is as accurate information as possible, right? To communicate for patients. What then is actually the Unify Pre-IVF report? So um, the Unify Pre-IVF report is a very user-friendly, very intuitive patient counseling report that an REI would use when counseling their patients about different treatment options and when IVF is one of those options. It tells the patient what is the probability of having a baby from using one cycle of IVF, including FET or fresh ET or using any number of embryos that result from that ovarian stimulation cycle. Also, what is the chance of having a baby from using two cycles 
that include, you know, FETs or up to three cycles. And also in a very transparent way, what is the chance that she still may not have a baby, even if she were to try three times? And the way that uh, the types of information that it takes into account are the clinical data from the actual patient and her partner. So that could include age, BMI, ovarian reserve testing, such as AMH, or if a um, clinic uses antral follicle count, it can include that as well. And also other information such as reproductive history, has this patient had a baby before, has she had pregnancy losses, has she done IVF and has she failed IVF before, all those types of information. Also, of course, clinical diagnosis and also any kind of relevant male partner data, including semen analysis, if that's available. But the idea is that it's very adaptable to how each clinic practices. So, and it really uses the data that each clinic has collected. So there's not a lot of mandatory variables other than age. Age is the most important predictor. However, we have found repeatedly in many centers in the U.S. and around the world that age only accounts for 50% of the prediction of IVF success. And that's why all the other factors are important to analyze and to model. And so that report makes that conversation very streamlined, very easy to understand. And the patient is something that the patient can take home, share with her partner, and be able to absorb what her doctor's been telling her. But most importantly, it shows the patients a way of giving information that is absolutely data-driven, science-driven, and validated. I'm sure many of our listeners are, are skeptical at this point. How do they know that they can trust this? How does this model work exactly? Mm-hmm. Right. So gaining trust from, I'm not even talking about patients, but first from providers is has been a key effort. We've been in this business for a little over a decade, which is a pretty long time. And the reason for that is we ourselves are you know, quite conservative in terms of really having built this company kind of step-by-step, basing everything on scientific validation. And we believe that is really the most important way to go, is the most sustainable way to support providers and patients. So the way that we, we have really done a lot in terms of making the technology scalable, efficient, so that Now, we also can offer this kind of service at very low cost, which is also very important important to bring health equity into IVF as well. So the way we built the model, first of all, when we work with a clinic, we take the data from the past consecutive years of historical data, IVF data and outcomes from a particular center. And we, first of all, process that data. We are really skilled in our platform is really efficient at processing raw data from any kind of electronic medical record system or SART export or any kind of homebrew database. And we've done that for many clinics in the U.S. and around the world, even in foreign languages. And we have a very streamlined and accurate way to process that data. 
And then we analyze the data, we build prediction models using machine learning, and the methods that we use have been um, reported in the scientific literature, published in top peer-reviewed medical journals, including fertility and sterility. And we really give the, the full transparency in terms of met methodology to the providers and other researchers. But when we work with that particular clinic, for example, we might build hundreds of models and select the best one in terms of certain performance metrics. And these are performance metrics that we have published in the past in a series of research papers that includes AUC, how to tell whether a model is good at telling apart patients with good prognosis from patients with poor prognosis. And of course, it's in a quantitative measure and also other measures, always comparing to the age control models um, so that doctors can get a sense of how much better is this model compared to if I were just if I were to use just the age categories, and so that gives a good sense to doctors, you know, the superiority and what they're gaining from using the model. And we also look at um, not just how much more accurate is the machine learning model built by Unify compared to age control, but also a very important parameter called reclassification. How many more patients or what percentage of patients at the center will get a significantly different prognosis? And are most people getting a high prognosis, a poor prognosis? So those are just examples of transparency that we give back to providers. But the great thing is we can do all this also by removing the legwork from the providers. We know that the provider team is so busy taking care of patients so they can we let them focus on the clinical care and we can do all of that data processing and model building but we bring back transparency and it's a it's very much to me and hopefully to the providers a very enjoyable very rewarding type of collaboration where a clinic can have a bird's eye view into the patient populations that they serve, that they have served for years in a way that they've never seen before. By using machine learning, you can now have a breakdown of your patient population by prognostic groups, much like what an oncologist would see when they are evaluating patients. They can tell not just how old is my patient, what type of cancer does she have? Or what's the histological subtype? What's the molecular variant? The oncologist wants to know, does this patient have stage one cancer? Does she have stage two? How do I personalize care based on the prognosis? This is something that our field really has not had that chance the way that oncologists are able to do. And you know, our AI platform can bring that to practitioners. So we're very excited about that. Unify has, has spent an enormous amount of time building up this trust, as it were, uh, and also for a decade now working on this. How is the Unify pre-IVF report being used today? And what are the clinical results that you've seen? Mm -hmm. So um, typically in the provider patient flow, 
every clinic is different. And we also adapt the report, a very important part of the report and why um, it can be really used by many different types of centers. We have centers that are from very small private centers with one or two practitioners to very large multi-location centers with a full team of REs, eight to 10 physicians, multiple locations. And so we've been able to customize the patient report and our services to meet different clinics' needs. So one way of customizing, which is a more actually tied back to the scientific validation, is that because we use a center's own data and outcomes, everything that the patient is going to see in that report has been validated for that particular center. And we've learned early on that that's a very important part of gaining the patient's trust and also helping the provider to be very confident and the provider team to be confident every step of the way in their counseling. Because when a patient says, oh, Dr. So-and-so, you're telling me my chance of having a baby from one cycle of IVF, including FETs, could be you know, 80%. Is that my chance of having a baby here at the center? And the doctor can very confidently say, yes, this is based on our center's data validated by a third party. And then the way is really kind of delivered so that it's very easy for the provider team is that we don't really change how people do things. We don't really disrupt their current flow. So let's say a clinician usually sees a patient for the initial consult, and then the new patient would then get her diagnostic workup, such as getting some lab tests or any testing that the clinician feels is important to make a diagnosis and to make the treatment recommendations. And then the patient would come back for a follow-up visit And usually at that point, the doctor would discuss her diagnosis, the test results, and also make recommended treatments. And there may be one or more options. And if IVF is one of the options, then the clinician can use the unified pre-IVF report that's been specifically validated for their center and use that in the counseling. So it could be as simple as using that report, whether it's a telehealth a PDF that you can share on the screen and subsequently send to the patient by any method, such as putting it in the patient portal or emailing whatever the clinic normally does. Or it could be an in-person visit where you know the report is printed out on hard copy and be discussed with the patient and the patient can walk away with that hard copy in her hands. So all of these different ways of doing things is very easy. It's just up to what makes sense for that particular doctor in that particular clinic. But it really helps to um, support that conversation, make that conversation very streamlined, and in fact, reduces the time that is needed for that counseling session, but at the same time, help the patient feel definitely that she has full visibility into her situation, that the doctor has provided a wealth of information but in a way that she's not overwhelmed and she and her partner can also, you know, have um, time to review the information once they get home and overall very efficient for both the provider and the patient as well. And normally, depending on the follow-up process in the clinic, 
the patient will then make her decision. We also provide a service. You know, the human part of delivering the AI is so important. So the provider team is still the most important part of this counseling process. But sometimes, as you know, many provider teams are very busy these days. There's just such a great need to get fertility care. So we have also established Unify Fertility Concierge, which is a team of very experienced um, registered nurses that in this context, they are not providing clinical counseling, but they are providing support to the provider team in their follow-up. And so that is something that a provider team can tap into if they feel the need. But overall, we're using both, leveraging both our technology platform and our human team to make it as easy as possible for providers to counsel their patients and to get their patients to treatment. Well, it's great that patients are being counseled by their fertility specialist with the support of data in AI. However, any new health technology has to do more than improve patient care. You know, this is just the the business reality (laughs) these days. You have to provide cost savings or improve revenue somehow. How does the Unify report meet those business requirements? Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, whether you are a small center that's independent or you're part of a big network or you're an academic center, there's definitely a lot of pressure Now, in order to expand access and provide top quality care, you need to be performing in a financially feasible way. And we look at top line and bottom line, and we meet both requirements. So on the one hand, Unify has invested into having a highly scalable platform, as I mentioned. And when I talk about scalability, what I mean is we have a very fast turnaround, a very efficient way, use very efficient internally using our own team, which helps to lower costs of using Unify. And so we can now provide customized clinic-specific pre-IVF reports, counseling reports, and all these business analytics services that are particularly catered to the needs of each clinic, but in a way that is very inexpensive. And we charge as a SaaS model, so that's software as a service or AI as a service, very predictable flat monthly costs. Predictability is important you know, for, for, for these providers as well. But on the other hand, more important, so there's a very easy way to immediately start um, the service without any big upfront financial costs. But a very important or even more important point is you know, the ROI. The fertility centers need to know that they can get ROI um, pretty much immediately within one to two months from using Unify. And the way that has happened, and honestly, we did not know that these were the types of values that we could create. And this is really through a lot of client business analytics that we've actually learned the capabilities and the value that we could help providers create. We have now four to six years of business analytics data with many centers in the U.S. all around the country to show that when doctors use the Unify report to counsel patients, 
more patients are likely to move forward with the recommended treatment, including IVF and especially IVF. So for example, you know, that increase can be different from one place to another, depending on, and, and also depending on what the baseline conversion rate is. And I believe conversion is a word that is commonly used now to mean how to convert a new patient who can most benefit from IVF to using IVF, to using the first cycle. So people talk about IVF conversion or IVF utilization. I mean, it's different terminology for the same thing. And so we have seen now that some clinics have been able to increase their IVF conversion rate somewhere between two to five folds, um, depending on your geography, depending on your pricing. And that is actually really important. And that means also many more people can have a best, their best chance to have a family. So the goal here too is in, in, in the vision of Unify is, is to go global. Where are the reports being used now? I mean, how many people have been counseled with the report? Yeah. So we have a really excellent track record. To date, over 20,000 patients have been counseled with the Unified Pre-IVF report. We're really proud of that. But the volume itself is not even the most important thing, is that it's been used in such a wide range of places. So within the U.S., distributed geography, distributed care is so important within our healthcare system and is so important in bringing health equity to IVF. And there we have worked with um, centers all over the country, East Coast, West Coast, in the South, Midwest. And we are seeing this kind of increased IVF conversion, regardless of where the centers are, and regardless of whether uh, the percentage of patients in their centers that are self-pay or have insurance coverage or have benefits coverage. So this is a kind of counseling that is really applicable in all places. But beyond that, we are learning a lot from working with clinics um, that are in other countries that have even more different kind of healthcare systems. For example, Canada, which has a more socialized system, but there there's a dual situation going on where there's government funded IVF, but there's also privatized IVF and they both can exist within the same centers. And we've also worked with European centers in different countries in Europe. And now we're very excited to be working with um, centers in the UK to bring this AI technology to support them to counsel their patients as well. And from um, the technology point, we have now analyzed and built models from data sets all together in aggregate, you know, representing over 300,000 IVF and FET cycles. And that represents, you know, to, to give your audience a sense of the depth and the richness of that data, you know, we estimate that amounts to about over 13 million data points that are rich with healthcare data, specifically relevant to IVF, FET, and outcomes. And in addition to the model building, which is so, you know, kind of mission critical to having personalized outcomes and prognosis, we have also performed business analytics 
for fertility centers for over 130,000 unique patients. Um, so what I mean by that is for each patient, our software has efficiently been able to track every single service or care that that patient had accessed or received from a particular center. And this is for both self-pay and covered patients, right, all across the board. And imagine having that kind of utilization roadmap for every unique patient for over 100,000 patients in different locations across the country. And that amounts to approximately over 92 million data points that we've analyzed. And traditionally, we have done this kind of business analytics as a service to, for each center that we work with, that we support in a commercial contract. And we give visibility and you know very valuable information back to them to really help inform their own growth strategy and their own patient satisfaction strategies. And now what we see is that from all of this data analysis, something that has emerged is the kind of diversity that we see, which is really not possible to get elsewhere. For example, if you were a health plan or a benefits program, you are mainly seeing the slice of data of people using, participating in your health plan or participating in your benefits um, program, which is great, or for an employer participating with that employer in an aggregate manner, obviously, in a compliant way. Traditionally, that's how data or IVF data have been kind of analyzed. But now we can actually see across the board patients that are self-paid, that are covered by different payers and different plans. And so it really helps to be able to best inform providers hey, you know, what, what is the best way to structure your care so that you can provide the best quality care to people that are coming from different referral sources? So, you know, we're very excited to be able to bring great value and important information back to the providers and ultimately, you know, to provide the best care to their patients. I think it's interesting that you decided to tackle the treatment access problem in a, in a patient centric way to make the biggest impact. But it also sounds like you've really thought through how to make the technology easy for providers and for their teams to use. If you would, could you tell our audience a little bit about how you've managed to make Unify's technology easy to adopt by providers who are probably already overwhelmed with patient care? Yeah. You know, a lot of what we do and know today, we really didn't know on <laughs> early on. And I would really credit the providers that use Unify. It's really from their feedback and their patients, especially the early adopters who really were big believers in, you know, this kind of personalized care that gave us the feedback on, and help us every step of the way to shape this AI delivery to be in this current form, which is very easy, very feasible, and also give credit to the Unify team for putting customer first all the time. That's top of mind. We care a lot about provider empathy. And the reason I, you know, I mentioned that is 
is not something you hear a lot about. We all talk about patient empathy and everybody in the fertility space, you know, by definition, have that patient empathy. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. But provider empathy is so important in our product design and delivery. So, for example, what we, you know, the way we deliver the AI today, we call it really white glove human expert in AI delivery. So we make it easy and there's always a flexibility of options. If a clinic is really interested to use technology in the fullest way possible, we are integrating with electronic medical record systems, right? We will do what's needed to make this easy. So with a click of a button, the providers can now get the Unify report through their EMR system. We started with EIVF and we're grateful for EIVF as a partner to lead us in that way. But now we have providers that use other electronic medical record systems and we're excited to be integrating with them as well. But we also have provider teams that say, look, we're so overwhelmed. We can't even learn how to click that button. Is there a way you can just take care of this for us? And yes, we can. We have an amazing fertility concierge team, as I mentioned before, with you know very experienced registered nurses that are supporting the care team every step of the way. They can support the follow-up of patients. They can support the generating of the report. They can even track, you know, and help support the you know conversion to treatment because they will say, "Hey, these are the five patients that haven't stepped forward with treatment." Do you want us to run a report and to help accelerate your follow-up? So those are the things that they are trained to do. And the reason they can do it very successfully is also because they've come from the fertility space themselves and they have worked in fertility centers. They know what the provider team is dealing with day in, day out. And the, you know, the, the extreme kind of amount of work and also stress in ensuring you know, the best quality care. So they can work with provider teams and patients in that way. So these are all the different ways that we've kind of, we have been able to streamline the delivery of AI. And then on the other hand, aside from the easy usage, what is really important is also transparency to providers. We really demystify that black box. A lot of times people worry about this kind of mysterious AI How do I know what answers are going to be spit out as a provider? I don't want to be surprised by seeing some number that I don't have a way to explain. We really do away with all that in our collaboration with each provider team. We give back to them how this model is built and what are the factors used? What is the weighting of different clinical variables in your particular patient population, which may be different? from another patient population in a different city, a different state, or even between metro area and suburbs. So we actually bring that visibility to providers. And so providers feel very comfortable in using our platform. And maybe one other very important point that we encounter, for example, in the first couple of months when providers are using the Unified tool, often they have questions. And the question is always more like, hey, the report is telling me this patient has 
whatever, like 60%, 80% success rate. Are you sure? I never would have thought this patient has such an excellent prognosis. How am I supposed to trust this? Now, this is a question that we get maybe two or three times when providers first start using it. And we have now really streamlined a way to support that, to give visibility back to that provider. Our data science team is equipped with, you know, in a very short time generating, hey, these are the reasons and these are the factors that are really impacting this particular patient's success rate. And these are the the types of points that you can provide back to your patient so that you and your patient can both feel confident about this prediction. But then on the other hand, what might surprise a lot of people is that we normally don't get questions the other way around, which is, oh, why is this prediction lower than I expected? Because I would say, even though I see a great value in AI machine learning, you definitely would not need this technology to know patients that have very poor prognosis. I mean, the clinical indicators are clearly there for providers to be able to tell patients. However, what we learn from providers is when they use kind of a third-party report to support that very challenging conversation when you have to give you know, counseling to patients with poor prognosis, especially patients who are really candidates for donor egg IVF, having that validated kind of data to support your conversation does help the patient to be more open to other recommendations, such as donor egg IVF, and ultimately can help the patient to having a family sooner and at lower cost to the patient. So those are all the ways in which, you know, we make the AI easy to use and um, very transparent to providers. When we talk about increasing access to fertility care and removing the barriers faced by patients. You said part of it is their personalized prognosis, and then the other is, of course, financial. Once a patient understands, you know, the chances of success with IVF and how many cycles might be needed, the next question is, how am I going to pay for it? How does Unify go from a patient counseling tool to designing pricing programs for IVF centers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this was something that we worked on kind of early on because we were urged by providers and patients to how can you use AI to make the care accessible? So, uh, you know, the feedback we got in our early days was, from patients was, it's great that I know my probability of success. I, you know, really love getting this transparency, but how can you help me actually afford the care? And in the patient reports also, um, in a way, a patient education tool to let the patient understand that it may take more than one cycle of IVF, and it may take more than one FET, to have a baby, even if she has excellent prognosis. And this also helps to really decrease the patient dropout rate after a failed cycle. In other words, it helps to improve patient retention and ultimately helps more people to have a baby. 
But in order to do that, if you think about it, for patients that are paying out of pocket, the price of IVF in the U.S. can range anywhere from, let's say, $10,000 to $20,000, in some places even more. There's no other consumer purchase. I mean, it's a medical treatment, but it is a consumer purchase when the patient's paying for it out of pocket entirely. So there's no consumer purchase like that where someone pays that kind of money and may not actually have the baby, have the product, even though the providers are given excellent care. But if a lot of patients drop out and based on firsthand platform analysis, patients who are self-pay have about, in general, have about 80% dropout rate after the first felt cycle. And even patients with coverage have about 50% dropout rate. Now that could be moving to another a competitor because they felt one cycle and lose confidence, even though the fertility center had provided the best care. So how do you prevent these things from happening, which also helps to make it uh, help the patients to get to baby faster and help with the business efficiency of the clinic? Is, is there a way to use AI and machine learning to create a pricing package for multiple cycles of IVF so that a patient can have that peace of mind when they have purchased this course of treatment, they know that even if one treatment fails, they could still have a second chance or a third chance. Or when one FET fails, they could have additional chances. Now, in the marketplace, a lot of times providers are offering you know, these packages in the way of either a multi-cycle discount program or, you know, in some cases, a homebrew kind of IVF refund program. These are things that are have been around, you know, for over a decade now in the IVF space because everyone really is trying very hard to make it easier for patients to achieve success through a course of treatment. But when you are not using the best analytics, and what we have found is that with AI and machine learning and with an, a very accurate um, prediction model that is based on the clinical IVF success prediction model, you can actually optimize your pricing strategy in a way that is really removing financial risk for the clinics. There's really, you sh really shouldn't be taking financial risk and making it very feasible and very attractive for patients to have a course of treatment and to have that peace of mind. So there is a way to do it through analytics and there's a way to do it um, so that you're making this kind of pricing strategy to as many patients as possible. So for example, and I'm just using a refund, pro a three cycle refund program as an example, it's not something that a clinic has to do. It's not always the best method for every clinic, but it is something that patients want. So I talk about it. And it is something that many centers have asked us to help them design and develop. And we're not, you know, Unify, just to be very clear, Unify is not a refund program company. We don't make money out of how a patient accesses the care. We just provide analytic service. And that's also where we align the incentives in a really, really great way 
so that providers and patients can trust the analytics. But we can structure it in a way that when you use machine learning to, let's say, structure a three-cycle IVF refund program, most clinics will have up to 80% of patients that can be eligible for such a program. It is about offering a great pricing strategy to as many people as possible, which is really in contrast to kind of the approach that was kind of taken a long time ago of, hey, how do we offer a refund program to a small percentage of patients so that we can ensure financial security for the clinic? That is really not a thing anymore with AI and machine learning. It's about how to make the biggest impact to the most number of people to expand access of care and not have to put up with financial risks. Um, so that's what we provide to the providers. Well, then who then bears the financial risk? Yeah. So with the proper type of AI and machine learning and modeling, and by also being able to customize to each center based on their local pricing and their local strategies, what they've learned works or doesn't work, we can then really create a program that removes financial risk from the providers. And this is really something that we do in collaboration with each center to learn from their experience, but then enhance that a lot further with the AI and machine learning. And it's also something that, you know, it's also modeling and pricing strategy that can be efficiently updated with new data all the time. So that also helps to support this kind of pricing strategy. So this is, has been now in, in use. And it's not, not every center may want it or may need it, but I mention it because it's something that a lot of patients are looking for. And also I should mention, because right now it's a great thing that many employers are also supporting family building, which is amazing. So clinics are seeing more and more patients that come in with some degree of benefits coverage. You know, most patients may not have that unlimited, that very ideal unlimited coverage, but they come with some coverage. But what the providers and we have seen, which is a gap, is that because the coverage is not unlimited, many patients may exhaust their benefits coverage before they have a baby. And that's the difficult, you know, a really difficult gap because you have patients that started off without worrying about the financial side of things. And then they find that, oh, I'm now just like everyone else. I'm paying out of pocket and I may still need to try one or two more treatments. So how do I do this? And there really is a way to really bridge that gap and that, I think, presents a great opportunity for both employees and also employees that are patients and also providers that if we could bridge this gap and Unify can use AI and machine learning to help bridge that gap, so many pe more people will be able to have a family and it will help create great value for, you know, to support the intention of the employers, which is how do we put this benefit? to great use so our employees actually end up getting what they need. A lot of 
healthcare technologies either focus on patient care or business growth, but usually healthcare technologies don't do both. You mentioned that Unify supports providers with business analytics. Can you tell our audience a little bit more about how that works? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we are really all in the in this fertility space that the reason why this is such a personally rewarding experience is that, and and our team throughout also feels this, is business success in the fertility space also means patient success. If you are able to, as a business, whether you are a fertility center or whether it's Unify, if you can be successful in helping more patients achieve their goals of having a baby, you will have business success. And the two go hand in hand. And that's a very special thing that we see in healthcare. We are not like many other areas of healthcare kind of focusing just on cost cutting. But in order to do this, you really need very savvy business analytics. And I would say, if you apply business analytics that you encounter from, let's say, from the healthcare system, from working with hospitals or other areas of medicine, where it starts to kind of fall apart without the AI and machine learning is that in fertility space, you really need to see a prognostic breakdown of your patient population. What I mean by that is, hey, let's say you have 100 patients that did IVF. Do you know what portion of them had like an 80% success rate, including the use of FETs? What portion of them have, let's say, a 50 to 70 or 50 to 60% success rate? What percentage of them have lower than 20% success rate? Having that prognostic tier breakdown be as accurate and as validated as possible that is specific to your center actually translates into business efficiency because then you will start to see, oh, this group of patients really needs this specific type of follow-up to actually convert to care. This type of patient would not benefit from having three cycles of IVF using their own eggs. But how do we help them get to consider donor egg IVF, right? So, and how do you uh, manage your team time, your costs, your embryology um, efforts, which is a big topic these days. So for example, patients, and we actually have um, seen this in the business analytics for you know, many, many clinics now, patients in the top prognostic group, they will tend to have a much high utilization of FETs, a much higher utilization of all kinds of services because, I mean, it's very intuitive for the doctors because they tend to have more blastocysts, right? They, that's why they have better prognosis. But along with that also means a greater usage of services. It also means from a revenue point of view, you know, the average revenue from a patient with good prognosis is going to be higher than from patients with a poor prognosis. But this is not to say there is a way that you can provide equitable care without kind of traditionally what people call cherry picking, which is very much providers are very much against. 
And we started this AI business because we think there is a much better way to conduct business than to be cherry picking. Without AI machine learning, you almost have to resort to cherry picking. But with AI machine learning, you can then kind of tailor the right efficient follow-up, the right kind of personalized care that is best for each prognostic group that really has the patient's goals top of mind, but also be able to build your business operation to support that in a way that generates better revenue, decreases costs, and all that is not possible without knowing your prognostic groups. And those prognostic groups can be very different from one clinic to another. And that's why the center specificity is so important. Well, this this all sounds amazing. And it sounds like Unify has invested in an AI technology that really is making a difference. I'm sure at this point, many of our listeners are going to want to know how you charge for your platform services. So how does Unify charge for its services? Right. Yeah, that's very important. And usually we're able to give the estimated pricing in the first conversation. We're also very efficient with providers' time. So we charge very simply a monthly flat fee that is based on just a few key information. So for example, the past IVF cycle volume of that center and the price, their IVF pricing, because we adjust to that, and also the percentage of patients that are self-pay versus, you know, the percent of patients that are covered by health plans or benefits um, services. So those are just very simple pieces of information, and we just need to know the rough estimates, and then we'd be able to provide a very customized proposal. And also, we would want to learn about the needs. It's like an all-inclusive package, because just like the providers don't want the patients to have to be overwhelmed with the amount of decision-making. We also don't want to overwhelm the providers with the amount of you know, decision-making. So if they decide to use the Unify service, a lot of the services are already included. There's no additional cost. You can opt in or opt out, or you can say, hey, I'm not sure. Maybe we don't start with this now, but if we want to use it later, we don't have to pay extra for it. So that all that really helps. So it, you know, the price usually includes, you know, building the prediction model, building the financial model, even if you don't want to use it, because maybe some providers, hey, we're just, we don't think we're ready to use your pricing strategy, but we're just curious. How could things be done? We want to learn more about it. That's great. You know, we're all into, you know, provider, more provider business education as well. So we will do business analytics, also the unified pre-IVF report and also you know, pricing strategy. And within the pricing report, depending on what the providers want, there is also a report for different types of patients. For example, patients who are looking for egg freezing, patients who are looking at egg donor IVF, third-party reproduction. These are all reports that need very specific types of data and modeling to support it. So that is relevant for that patient who's going to be receiving the information. And so we have very specific, very patient-centric and customized report for different types of patients as well. So I hope that helps everybody, but feel free to reach out. And I think there's information on how to reach out on your website. And we're happy to take a deeper dive or 
based on the clinic's particular business and clinical goals, we would provide a proposal that best meets their needs. Absolutely. And contact information and other website links from this episode will be available in our show notes uh, for people to click on. I want to step back for a second here before we wrap up and ask you, what's the best part of your work? What do you enjoy the most? Yeah, this has been really kind of a, a really amazing learning experience for me. I feel like every day I learn so much from the providers and their teams, you know, just to even learn about the different types of problems that provider teams are encountering in, you know, diverse geographies, the different issues that they have to encounter when treating patients. It's just really amazing what the provider teams are doing and also through collaborating with them and from, you know, brainstorming together we come up with some, you know, really amazing solutions that we're proud of, but we really couldn't have done it on our own. I mean, we, the feedback from providers and patients have been so vital to what we are able to deliver today. And the other part that I've really enjoyed is, you know, working with the Unify team. I started out my career being an academic researcher. I really am passionate about that. And I feel like this job allows me to still have that research hat. And, you know, when we analyze data from all these clinics, is as if we're putting out work to publish a scientific paper. And in fact, we're gaining a lot of momentum now. Many providers that we've worked with who have benefited from the business analytics and the, the prediction modeling they are now saying, well, we should really bring this kind of information to the broader field of reproductive medicine. And so we've now formed a research collaboration group. And, you know, as we are doing IRB approved research, multi-center, diverse types of practices, and really coming together to say, how do we aggregate this information? How do we aggregate our experience to give back to the reproductive medicine field. So that's something I'm really looking forward to, to be publishing results that we've seen. You know, some of them initially are retrospective, but also moving forward, there'll be more and more prospective studies as well. This has been really interesting. There, there are different companies working to solve different problems in the fertility space. And, and it's it's been really exciting to see. Uh, I only have one more question for you today. How do you see Unify and other companies uh, in the space working together to realize this vision of making fertility care more accessible and, 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 and successful for women in, in couples? I mean, how can we make this dream possible? Mm-hmm. Yes, I would say that you know we're all very specialized we offer the skills that we're good at and we're all aligned the exciting thing is that everybody and every company and every person who works in this reproductive medicine space is really aligned with the, a shared vision right like you said how do we help more people have a family and i think the way that unify can really support the goals of other companies, whether it is 
providers, fertility centers, or diagnostics, therapeutics, right, is we can really support each and every one of them with a validated, highly scalable, efficient AI machine learning platform to help them reach their business and clinical goals. So that is what we would love to, you know, continue to do. Well, I just want to take a moment to say thank you so much for being able to be on on the on the program today. And it was absolutely wonderful discussing this with you. Thank you, Jeff. It's a great pleasure. And I really appreciate um, being on the ASRM podcast with you as well. My guest today has been Dr. Maylin Yao, who is CEO and co-founder of Unify. And until next time, I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and this is ASRM Today. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, author information, and discussions, go to asrmtoday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM. ASRM Today series podcasts are supported in part by the ASRM Corporate Member Council. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician. 